This episode of Enough is brought to you by Harvest. Harvest is a painless time tracking and invoicing application relied on by the most innovative teams in over 100 countries worldwide. Teams including Happy Cog, Squarespace, Volkswagen, and a ton of other freelance developers, designers, and consultants. You can track your time effortlessly from anywhere using their web client or one of the many apps they have on platforms including Android, iOS, and their newly released Mac app. You can send your clients professional and attractive invoices directly from Harvest via email, PDF, or directly on the web. And then your clients can pay you instantly, either by credit card or by using fast payment gateways like PayPal, Authorize.net, Trust Commerce, and more. Harvest have created a service that's so intuitive and easy to use that you can spend less time worrying about your timesheet and more time focusing on your work. Try Harvest free for 30 days today. No credit card, no obligations. Go to getharvest.com and sign up for a free trial. After your trial period, you can use the code 512, that's numbers 512, at checkout, and you'll receive 50% off your first month. Do it quick, as this offer expires on August the 1st, 2012. Hey, Michael. Hey. As we discussed on a previous episode... We have Mr. Aaron Mankey back on. Yeah, we made uh, we made a promise that we simply could not keep. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's completely my fault too, right? Because I uh, so uh, last time Aaron was on, uh, we were going to re- record a how packed to, or how bears your error. No, episode. Don't do that one. That's uh, the other oh, show. Dude, yeah, I know. Yes. <laughs> not only did they rip off my idea. <laughs> Flip it on his head, but now they got me saying it. Holy crap! It's all—it's all coming down. <sighs> I'm mad as hell, and I can't take it anymore. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was a, a network reference. And if anyone hasn't seen the movie Network, shame on you. Um, so, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we have Aaron back on. I had to—I had to go early last time, and so we didn't get to record it. And I was—I. Uh, I, Disappointed in myself and uh, and let both Mike and Aaron down, and most importantly, the listeners. So uh, we haven't done one of these in a while. Um, I've heard tell that the listeners uh, like it when we talk about Mac stuff, uh, and that we haven't been doing enough of that lately. So without any further ado, here is Mr. Aaron Mankey to talk about how bare is his air, which spoiler alert is likely not very bare at all. Before we start, Pat, you need to give it that gusto because I'm only putting the theme music oh, in. If you give it the gusto. Right. We- and here we are for another episode of How Bare Is Your Air? Thank you. <laughs> wow. Some, somebody dial 911, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I missed my calling as a game show host. You really did. So. <laughs> so, Mr. Mankey, um, I mean, here's the here's the deal, right? You do you do some pretty heavy duty work. I do, I do, yeah, and I do a lot of I do work in a lot of different fields. You know, I mean, I'm a designer most of the time, but yeah. I'm also a writer, and so I mean, those are two different tool sets when you get down to it yeah. um, that have different stresses on the system and they take up different types of resources. So. Yeah, that's um, there's a lot of that going on with my stuff, but uh, for the most part, my day is taken up with design, and uh, I I do work at a 27 inch iMac most of the day, um, which is great for double page layouts and all sorts of things like that. But I can pick up my air and I can head off and work somewhere else, and I really don't have a problem doing it. 
Yeah. Which is probably a testament to, to the MacBook Air itself. I have a 13-inch. Um, let me open up my little uh, about this Mac. I don't know if this kind of stuff is important. I got this last summer right when they were updated. So I've got the 1.8 um, core i7 and 4 gigs of RAM. Yeah. Nice. What's your storage nice. space on it? Nice. I believe I have the 256. I'm uh, looking again. More info. I love. I got to tell you, I love the new... Um, about the Mac um, displays. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, nice. it's great. Yeah, so 256. And I'm using, um, I have 145 gigabytes free out of the 250. Oh, that's, hey, that's not too bad. You, yeah. You've only got a half full. Yeah. But, I mean, um, that said, this is not your primary machine. No, it's not. It's not. Right. Right. So the way that how bear how bears your ear works is I don't really want to talk about necessarily how bare that air is, you see. What I want, although that's interesting to me and will help to inform what we do here, mm-hmm. what I want to know is, and the whole shtick of this, is that if you were stuck with the low-end model, yeah. the 64-gigabyte model, first of all, you think you could do it? Probably not. You probably could uh, I think I could. So oh, okay, um, all right, okay. And know, so it, if you can, then we need to know what are the things you absolutely have to have on that air. Like you just couldn't, like it wouldn't even be a machine to you without. Right. Outside um, of the built-in applications, of course. Well, so because I work on two machines, one of the things that I have to do is use Dropbox on both of the machines. Mm. And that allows me to keep a folder called Jobs and inside each inside the job is a folder for each client that I'm actively working with on a project, um, and then inside their folder, obviously, are old projects, new projects, whatever. But um, my jobs folder, my, I'm sorry, my Dropbox folder is 46 gigabytes right now. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. see. I mean, I Whoa. I pay for a I pay for a 50 gig, and I've mm. picked up a lot of uh, you know the the referral links and stuff. So I think I'm around 62 or 63 gig of space that I can use on. On Dropbox and six, and forty six of it right now is taken up with with everything between personal um, and Wet Frog Studios um, stuff. If I had to pare things down on the air, I would probably just go. Um, see, it's tough because there's all these shared folders, and I don't like the mm-hmm. way Dropbox handles the shared folders. If somebody shares a folder with me and they fill it with ten gig of of files, I shouldn't yeah, have that counted against me. Yeah, exactly. That's not your problem. But right. I mean, the pro- the thing is, is that it really does synchronize this stuff locally. So technically, yeah. there's no way for them not to do it that way, right? Yeah, I just feel like they're they're charging two people for the same ten gigabytes. You know, just think that, man. Otherwise, we could set up some crazy peer to peer system, and then everyone has like a terabyte. So we yeah. will just link it up together. And just <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw that software you linked to last week on Twitter, Patrick. That was like a brew your own Dropbox at home yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. own cloud is uh, yeah. is what. It is. And basically, it's if you're either super nerdy or super paranoid, this mm-hmm. is the thing for you. Um, yeah, you. Yeah, but basically, setting up a Dropbox like uh, thing on a. Uh, on your local system, and I, I see other people do things like that with uh, with Strong Space and uh, and Expand Drive, um, both uh, made by the same company. Um, but uh, essentially, 
uh, strong space uh, has a kind of cloud-based backup uh, solution that's based on nice open source technology. Expand Drive uses is, is basically like a virtual thumb drive uh, that uh, can work off of that uh, storage space. And you can do some really interesting things there. Um, mm -hmm. and, and like Dropbox, it's, it's ridiculously fast. Um, yeah. And so, so, yeah, so if I had more control over what I could like keep in Dropbox, that would be better. I know that you can do selective sync. Sync that would help me trim down what I keep on my air. Um, mm -hmm. I in my jobs folder is an inactive folder. Whenever I finish a client's work, I move their client folder into inactive, and mm -hmm. that that way I in my mind space when I look at my list of jobs, I don't see the old stuff. I only see the current stuff, so I don't I have to look around so much. Uh, if so I you could just not sync that inactive folder. Yeah, I could just tell it not to. I've tried it, but when you go away on a trip or you're doing some sort of like away from the the desktop situation, um, that's when you get the email from the client that says, hey, you did my logo last year. Can I get a business card designed? So <laughs> I did the math and I thought, you know, it's like it's almost nine gig of space in that inactive folder. Um, so why don't I just keep it with me? What I do is after a client's been inactive for a year, I move them to more, uh, I call it non-syncing storage. It's just on my hard drive. Um, that's also backed up to Amazon S3, and it's backed up to Time Machine um, because you can't store your data in too many places. And yeah. so, yeah. you know, I, <laughs> believe me, I know that. <laughs> um, there's a couple clients that have really, really thick folders. I mean, I have one client that I'm looking at that's got you know two and a half gig just in their own folder. So I think I could do some paring down to to do that. But essentially, to fit my stuff on my air, I would really have to work with. Um, how you, you know, manage Dropbox. Yeah, how I manage my how Dropbox. How you manage your space there because just installing Dropbox and synchronizing your photo your 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 documents that are key alone is mm -hmm. going to end up taking up probably between 40 and 50 gigs of space. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And 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 boom, there you go. That's your that's your 64 gigs, right? I mean, realistically, uh when yeah. you think about it, I mean, Lion uh, clocks in at nine, right? Um, you know, you let's just say that you've got fifty gigs of uh, Dropbox folders that you kind of want to have, need to have, have to have. Yeah. Well, uh, you got just a few gigs left. I mean, you have maybe enough room for uh, for the uh, creative uh, suite applications you absolutely rely on, which I'm guessing are uh, Illustrator and. Photoshop, maybe? I spend, I would say, 80% of my time in Illustrator. I'm a right. logo designer. Um, I'll tell right. everybody once, if you design a logo in Photoshop, you're doing it wrong. Um, I realize go. that you can work with vectors in Photoshop, but you really want to start in Illustrator. It's the best place to start. Um, you can, yeah, so uh, Illustrator is where I spend most of my time. I probably spend the rest of my time in InDesign, mm -hmm. uh, doing page layout. I do lots of annual reports and you know, 100-page PDF booklets and things like that for clients. Uh, so that takes up some of my time. And then Photoshop, I honestly, I do web design in Illustrator. And then oh, I... Oh, wow. And, and what people don't know about Illustrator and, and Photoshop is that if you group objects together in Illustrator, like you select them all and you, you hit, you know, Command-G to group it, when you mm -hmm. export as a Photoshop file and you open in Photoshop, those are in a folder together. So... Oh. Okay. What, what I right. do when I build a website is I grab all the header stuff and I group it. I grab all the footer stuff, I group it, you know, yada, yada. And then when I export to Photoshop, I tidy up the layers, I rename them, and 
everything is it's sorted the way I want it. So, but I just I'm, nice. I'm more comfortable in Illustrator. I feel more I feel safe in Illustrator. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that said, you'd install Illustrator, you'd install InDesign, and you'd be done. I mean, really, you would be done with what you would have on that machine. You wouldn't be able to have anything else. Yeah, I, I think it would all come down to how I handle the Dropbox space. And, and if, if need be, I could trim it down and just do active, active clients. But that means that I'd have to have a desktop. I, I couldn't just, just have one computer right. if I did that. Right. Um, and I mean, that's pretty much why you do have a desktop as your principal machine now and use the Air as almost a machine like we like we talked yeah. about a kind of secondary on vacation this is where i'm going to go to the coffee shop with machine yeah because uh, you can't do that with your imac um but you really do need the not only the speed but i would imagine the space the additional added storage that an imac uh can provide i do uh, i do i mean i'll say that out of the 105 gig that's being used on my on my air right now 12 of it is is audio which i've it's all in in iTunes Match, but I've mm -hmm. just just some things that I listen to more often than not, like the Tron soundtrack, Tron uh, mm -hmm. Legacy soundtrack. I, I've downloaded that to my computer, so I can I don't have to stream mm -hmm. it, you know, mm -hmm. um, things like that. Understood. So, all right, let's let's just say, for instance, you you're you're not a logo designer, you're not a designer at all. Let's just say that you're a you're a writer, mm. and that's what you do. What what then on this mythical MacBook Air um, with the little bit of space you have uh, left? <laughs> uh, I mean, what are what are the apps that you would just have to have? Well, Dropbox comes in in place still with with writing. It's everywhere. Um, that's a given. As a matter yeah. of fact, I think I think we've come to the point in in this whole series where we can assume Dropbox. We no I longer so. have to have to say, well, Dropbox, of course, because yeah. everybody uses it. It's the yeah. way to go. And if you're yep. not, you're crazy. So, yeah. I mean, uh, there's enough text editor apps out there that use iCloud that you could go that route, but I can't access my iCloud data. Right. And I can't tell you how many times I've had to go rescue a text document from the deleted in, in Dropbox. You have to go to the website and restore it because somehow it's disappeared. So... I just I, I like the control, and I'm yeah. glad that I have that control. So Dropbox is essential. Um, on my Air, I use Notational Velocity Alt. I use the NV Alt. Um, what do they call that fork? Yep, Mr. Turkstra's uh, fork of Notational yep. Velocity. I absolutely love it, and so I use that for um, a majority of my writing now. And those oh, wow. files are stored in Dropbox. Now, okay. I, when I've, I've written. Um, two fantasy novels, and mm -hmm. both of those were written in Scrivener, and I, I love Scrivener. Mm -hmm. uh, it, when I wrote those books, I felt safe and comfortable writing in Scrivener, and so I wrote them in Scrivener. There's, there's something about writing nonfiction, uh, and right now I'm in the middle of writing a book that's not fantasy. It's, it's, um, it's business-related, and mm -hmm. I, for some reason, what I found to be easier is uh, to outline the book in high detail, every chapter gets you know seven or eight subpoints, and mm -hmm. I take those subpoints, and they each become a file in Dropbox slash NV Alt slash whatever I'm using on my iDevices, mm -hmm. and and so I can grab one document at a time and say, okay, this is my focus. This is one outline point. Let me write that piece, 
and I write that, mm. you know, 1500 words or whatever it is. And mm. then I go back to, to Scrivener and I assemble that text. I put that yeah. in the section where it should go. Um, yeah. Scrivener is essential for me to build and produce finished books, whether mm-hmm. I'm building it to go to print or building it to go at, out as an EPUB slash Mobi for Kindle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so skip, uh, Scrivener's, it, it's just, there is no other tool. Scrivener is the tool. Yeah. You know, well, can, and and uh, same thing with enough, right? I wrote enough on the iPad, and mm-hmm. you know, save those to text files using uh, you know Hogbase software's plain text, as I've spoken about many times before. But when it came time to actually put the book together, um, to tie in some of the research that uh, was supporting some of that work, and to make sure that that made it in uh, the editing process and putting the fi- the finishing touch on there all of that stuff was done in Scrivener and passed that Scrivener file was you know basically passed back and forth as it were in yeah. in Dropbox uh, so that um, when I had the final version back from uh, Penny Matern um, uh, my editor um, she and you know she it was the final edits I could then just take that file and point Aaron to it and say, okay, Aaron, now you can do the layout and cover and all that other stuff and build a book. Um, and once again, he could just take that Scrivener file and do that. Uh, I think if I would have done that with just the original plain text documents, it would have taken much much longer and would not have been nearly as uh, elegant a solution that everyone could mm-hmm. kind of take the Scrivener file and do what they needed to do. Yeah, and I... I, I I before I discovered Scrivener used Pages to do some EPUB uh, creation because Pages does have that ability, and this was this was yeah. before I, iBook Author came about. Um, but it's painful. I mean, it really yeah. does. You have no way of quickly and easily iterating and iterating to make sure you massage out the, the problems. And with Scrivener, I can do that. So um, I don't have a lot of experience with iBook Author. I need to get more experience with it. Uh, but but for now, Scrivener is perfect. Scrivener is a Mac App Store app too, so I can buy it once and I have it on both computers and, and the files that you create with Scrivener are very friendly with Dropbox so I can put them in mm-hmm. you know, a Dropbox folder and I can open it no matter where I'm at and I don't have to do any fancy you know, sim link creations or uh, aliases or anything like that I just open the file and yeah. that's it yeah yeah. So. so so basically you know, from a writing perspective you're really uh, Envy Alt and Scrivener are really the only essentials Exactly. Yeah, all my what error. are what uh, what utilities are you liking and and using a lot these days that you think oh geez I just couldn't live without like uh, one that I've mentioned on Minimal Mac before for me I've I've just come to like be like well if a Mac doesn't have this the Mac is obviously broken <laughs> <laughs> uh, is uh, drag and drop um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that I, I've read about it and I think today which obviously means the show. This is false yeah. information because the show comes out after today. But I think today it's two dollar Tuesday. It's on sale. Yeah, yeah, it's on sale. Which oh god, just buy it, buy it. <laughs> I mean, buy it for four bucks. I mean, seriously, it's it's so yeah. worth it. Um, but uh, but especially if you have come to use and love uh, full screen mode, uh, like I have on my eleven inch here, mm-hmm. drag and drop is so so essential. Hmm. Uh, basically, it creates a little copy uh, and paste buffer 
for for drag and drop, as it mm-hmm. were. So uh, if you uh, are, you know, moving, say, uh, the, here's a way I use it a lot. Someone sends me an attachment via email. I grab the attachment. I shake my mouse back and forth. It, that activates drag and drop. I drop it on the little palette. I switch apps to the Finder or to Dropbox or what, you know whatever, and then I can drop it from there wherever hmm. I need it. Um, but so, is there any uh, utilities like that for you that are like okay? I use this all day, every day. I'd have to have this on any machine I work on. Um, a new one in my realm of of tools here is um, is it Drop Zone? That puts okay. the um, so it's it's a menu bar app, um, but it also puts this little kind of hot area off to the side. You can pick left or right of the screen, um, okay. and you drag a file to the to that area of the screen. And what pops out is um, little round icons in a curve that represent functions that you want it to do. And I, there's a limited library of functions at the moment, but there's enough that I can get some use out of it. So um, one is a folder that's just basically it, I have a I have a folder on Dropbox called Temp. And I stick everything uh-huh. in there that I don't have a place for, and I need it on both machines. Uh, mm-hmm. So I find a cool image online of like a chart or something, and I'll toss it in there. Uh, so I have one that's moved to temp. And sometimes it's easier to drop it in there than it is to go down to my dock where I have that temp file as well, because a dock mm-hmm. tends to squirm around a little bit like a worm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Dropbox public folder um, drop zone in there. So I, what I do when I prepare logo files for a client is I, I take their final logo in Illustrator format and I save it in five other formats just to give them some tools. Eventually, mm-hmm. some t-shirt company is going to say to them, yeah, you need to send us an EPS. So I, I, you know, I have an EPS in there. And mm-hmm. I, I grab those six files and I drag them onto a button that, that says zip files and it takes those files, it zips them, a little pop-up window wants me to type in the name of that zip document, and then it drops it on my desktop. And then I pick that up, and I drop it in the drop zone for Dropbox public folder, and it copies that to the public folder and copies the URL to my clipboard. So then I can go to mail and immediately send the mail with a link to go download it, as opposed to open the folder, put it in there, right-click, grab the link, all that stuff. So it's uh, it's pretty handy. Yeah. That is like yeah, some my, wizardry stuff. Like that is oh, just yeah. magic. That, yeah, that that's awesome. that's where things get magical here. Yeah. Now the one that blows me away and is so magical is Fantastical. Yeah. And I know yeah, that there's a lot of people like it. I different, just different haven't camps. gotten into it. Yeah, I just love the natural language to input calendar events. You know, meet Pat at Starbucks at 4 p.m. on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Enter, and it puts it in. It grabs the context of all the words. It knows if you say Tuesday and it's already Thursday that it means next week. And oh, it's just brilliant. Yeah, and see, Quick QuickCal does the same thing, and I've been yeah. using QuickCal for so long that yeah, and that's that's why you're yeah yeah. I mean, they, um, they they both do the similar things, but Fantastical does a few other things more, I think, as well that uh, a lot of people dig. Uh, they, yeah, they just added in. Um, let me see if I can call up the quick entry screen. They, they, um, it's smart recognizes whether you're typing in a, a calendar event or a reminder. And mm. it will send that reminder. From what I understand, it'll send it to, once we get to Mountain Line, it'll send it to the Reminders app. Right now, I mm-hmm. think it puts it in as a task in iCal. In iCal, yeah. 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 So I, those are probably the two biggest utilities that I lean on. I mean, I have Growl going, but, but I, I think I've got yeah. the... The notifications pare down so much on that. I'm just kind of yeah. waiting for notification center and yeah, mountain line will will replace that. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's been good to talk through a lot of this stuff. I, I reason that I like doing these "How Bear Is Your Ear" segments is that it not only helps to shine a light on some things that you know people may or may not have heard of, but also um, kind of the idea that I try to promote here on Enough, which is everybody has really different needs. And what is simplicity for some may be overkill for others. And what is, you know, what is uh, not enough for some is completely okay, right? You know, I mean, you really want to find that balance between, uh, you know, what is too much and not enough for you. And that's something that only an individual can answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your case, um, you need to have the tools that you need to have because you use them and you use them for the purpose of your work and for your passion and for what you love to do. Um, and that there is no shame in that game. You know, that just because, mm-hmm. you know, you're not, uh, you know, super minimalist, uh, you know, simplicity, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, <laughs> you know, there's something to be ashamed of. Yeah, how many? God, I can't even begin to tell you how many people will, you know, uh, show me a screenshot of their desktop, or you know, I'll go to a client location. They'll go, oh, geez, you know, I'm sorry, it's so messy. I know that's not what you know you've taught. It's like, no, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, is this working for you? Can you find what you need to find? Can you get the work done that you need to get? Oh, great. Then hey, I, what can I say against that? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, yeah. And, you know, I think that this was an important reminder for people. You know, yeah. That, it's, uh, uh, yeah. Your tools have to fit your needs. They, they you really can't do. just be forced into a system. And there's been conversation on Twitter with um, some other people that are in the network, like Mike Vardy and Mike Schechter, about, you know, productivity systems. And the point that I always come back to is look, it's, it's not one size fits all, you know, pick one of the two or three big camps. It's build what works for you, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. When I, I sell those capture cards on my getfrictionless.com website, and some people say to me, I need instructions on how to use this. And I say, no, you don't. Like, mm-hmm. th- there are no labels because labels, mm-hmm. labels confine you to an area. Mm-hmm. If you put the word date in one of the boxes on that card, people mm-hmm. feel like they have to put a date there. I don't mm-hmm. label the fields because I don't think people should have to be forced into a system. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's the same thing that you should take into using your, your air is that, you know, fill up the whole 256 gig or, or, or use 10 gig, you know, whatever right. you can. Right. The only thing I would argue is that if you only use 10 gig and you're only ever going to need 10 gig, then save the money on the 256, get the 64 yeah. and, be, and be perfectly happy and use that yeah. money to, I don't know, buy, you know, I don't know, buy, buy an ice cream cone or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so for cheap. sure. Yeah, All I right. can't get well, by on the smaller one. I couldn't do the smaller one. The 11 inch would just wouldn't fit me. But right. my first Mac was a 12 inch PowerBook, so this 13 inch is is amazing. It's my favorite yeah. computer. Yeah, it's my yeah, precious. Well, the 11 the 11 inch uh, is mine. So mine too. All right. Well, thanks a lot for for being on, Aaron. As always. Yeah, for sure. And uh, thank you, Michael, as always, for handling the uh, handling the controls. No problem. <laughs> I'm the ma- I'm at Control Central. All right. And we'll chat later. We will. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.